1: Hello, my name is Travis Bean. On this channel, we talk Kanye West and other music too, which I will be doing today. Uh, apologize for my unkept appearance. <laughs> I uh, My hair is obviously wild and I haven't shaved in about a week. Uh, I, I like to do it more often than that, but uh, kind of rolled out of bed and haven't felt super great this morning, but I really wanted to talk about this. Nothing can stop me from talking about ambient music. It's the lamest thing I've ever said. Um, Maybe some people are sick of me talking about this on the show, (laughs) but I've just been like super excited ever since the first Donda listening party because it was the one big takeaway I had from the show, uh, especially since the lyrics were so difficult to hear in the arena in Atlanta. Um, All I was really taking in was the music. And in those moments, All I could think was like, wow, I feel like Kanye is channeling some ambient energy here. And I remember saying at the time, and I've had a lot of people respond to me about that, because I guess there are a lot of like closet, not closet, but uh, low-key ambient fans out there who love ambient music like I always have and are also excited about the prospect of Kanye like channeling such a strange, (laughs) unpopular genre in his music. Uh, so, I wanted to take a second to talk about ambient music in this video, um, where I'm hearing it in Kanye's music, and what that means for the themes and ideas that are going to be on display on Donda. So, this kind of kickstarted me to talk about it a little more. I got this message from August Major, um, who probably heard me on the last episode of Watching the Throne, our, our podcast. Uh, where I was talking about ambient music and how excited I am about it and how ambient music is probably the most important genre to me. It's the genre that um, I listen to a lot, the kind of music I was really listening to when I think I went through the most changes in my life, when I was the most confused, when I was um, really reflecting on myself, when I started meditating, um, when all of these different things in my life started happening and, and I started to shift in a different direction mentally. Um, and look at the world differently. And ambient music was something that I would always listen to that helped me become centered and become focused and really allowed me to reflect on things. Uh, So I wanted to take a second to talk about ambient music in general too, and what it is. uh, Try to play some clips here. I'm guessing that nothing will get taken down if I play some ambient music because it's not super popular. And I don't know if the You know, usually it's like Universal that's scouring YouTube and like putting uh, copyright claims on channels. But I don't think Brian Eno's doing that or anything. So we're going to see if this works. Uh, But anyway, this this tweet from August Major. uh, So in the context of me talking about ambient music on the last episode, is it possible that Kanye's been moving towards ambient inspiration for a while? Sounds like hands-on, water, and maybe even violent crime seem to draw from this traditional ambient idea of static atmosphere where the songs instrumentally don't actually progress all that much like hands-on especially they just sit there and explore one mood for the duration of the song uh he's he or she is also agreeing that moon jonah uh jail got blinking on what in i should know what nclb is (laughs) no child left behind god (laughs) seem to sit and appreciate in one atmosphere it's not exclusively ambient i agree but it does seem to draw on it, which is something Connie's been exploring for a while. And I totally agree with this. I had been thinking about that in the last few days, actually about, I had a thought about violent crimes, which I, that is a good point. But I was thinking specifically about Jesus's cane, Cain and how a lot of people, I don't think really like the soundscape of Jesus cane, Cain. Um, and maybe it's because Connie didn't fully latch on to this idea of ambient, tonal structure all that well or not all that well but like all that much like it's just like part of the record it's not something that's a full-on feature of the record like the the defining part of the soundscape uh but he's right that a sound like hands-on does do that i i I can't play it but you can think of how hands-on sounds in the background and how it just kind of like moves with one sound and it like fluctuates god i'm so sorry about that but you you know what i mean (laughs) it's it's much different than something we're used to in hip-hop which i think can be a little bit more just beat heavy and drums and like these, these sounds we're used to in traditional hip-hop uh condi's really started to move away from that i think and it's become very synthesizer heavy um and not synthesizer in the way that like you know you hear mike dean on graduation where it's like these big booming like uh just arena-esque moods where like it's it's this really huge sound it's it's more contemplative and one sound kind of like drawn out and like fluctuating up and down it's it's very much steeping in a single mood and that's kind of what ambient music is i have the ambient music wikipedia page pulled up here Um, emphasizes tone and atmosphere over traditional music structure or rhythm which would explain why it's not that popular you know there aren't really lyrics in ambient music some people do play with lyrics but they're more part of the soundscape as opposed to something that is uh, the vocals are out in front of the music and like guiding the music and everything you know piano orchestra synthesizers like all these things are the guiding force of the music and vocals are then kind of in the background which is interesting for me to like it so much because watching the throne is a lyrical analysis of Kanye West and while I do love lyrics I will say that ambient music kind of taught me to not think of lyrics as like the end all for music it's not all there is to understanding music and it's not the only thing that can guide your understanding of a song so steeping in ambient music and listening to a lot really allowed me to open up and uh, explore the different things music can do, and uh, ambient music has a long history. As you can see here, early of twentieth century, like it dates back to those times. Like Eric Satie, the the Dais, the Daeus. I don't know how you, it's like like art form. Uh, inspired explorations. It was labeled furniture music. There's a lot of like orchestral stuff, uh, which you can still hear in a lot of ambient music today, although it has severely shifted. And one of the big guys that aided in the shift of ambient music was Brian Eno, who I don't know if a lot of people know who Brian Eno is. He was originally part of Roxy Music, which was a a band uh, back in like the 70s, I think. And uh, also back in the 70s, Brian Eno started making what he called ambient music. He coined the term. And it would be these records that, like we've described, like it's just kind of one sound here, I'll play a little bit here. Actually, this is from ambient one music for airports. He had a four part ambient series that he put out. And, uh, you could listen to it a little bit here. You hear piano, but you hear that like droning in the background. Like that's kind of a staple of ambient music, like, like the sound that just persists. Here, there's nothing there. And then like you got weird stuff like this for like choir. <laughs> this is a fun thing to listen to in a Kanye channel isn't it <laughs> I can see Kanye playing with stuff like this can't you so like I said it's kind of weird to listen to like in a few second span but when you steep in something like that for 48 straight minutes uh, I find it to be a translated experience it's cool uh, but I wanted to read this quote from Brian Nino of, and it kind of really nails down what ambient music is whereas the extant canned music i don't even know what that word means music companies proceed from the basis of regularizing environments by blanketing their acoustic and atmospheric idiosyncrasies this is like such Eno talk (laughs) he's uh I, i i find him Funny, actually. He's like Brian Eno to a T. He's like such an intellectual about music. Uh, But once you can get past that kind of language, it gets to the heart of what ambient music is. Ambient music is intended to enhance these. Whereas conventional background music is produced by stripping away all sense of doubt and uncertainty from the music, ambient music retains these qualities. And whereas their intention is to brighten the environment by adding stimulus to it, ambient music is intended to induce calm and a space to think about it. And I like this part. Ambient music must be able to to accommodate many levels of listening and attention without enforcing one in particular. It must be as ignorable as it is interesting. It's that last part that I think most concretely captures what ambient music is and why it can be so powerful is that it's something that becomes part of the background yet becomes a guiding force in the music. It can be something that seems like it's not doing anything, yet is the driving force is the one connecting all of the pieces the the, the foundation of it all and once you really sit with ambient music you start to realize all of the different things it's doing and all the different sounds that are being explored it's a very i would say of all the genres like this would be the most difficult to mask not the most difficult but like you could see how difficult that would be to create something that remains interesting for such a long period of time because typically ambient albums and ambient songs are very long like you as you can see here it's a 48 minute album and i think it's four tracks and so each track is like 10 to 12 minutes long um and then ambient because of brian you know ambient music went on to uh i think blow up a little bit and become a big that a lot of artists did it inspired a lot of artists as well like i know that the edge from u2 cites brian eno as like, a huge influence in the sound of his guitar and you could totally hear that if you listen to u2 it isn't just like plucky notes like his his notes are really stretched out and become like this this entity it's it's interesting um and ambient music would take a lot of different forms over the years you have like solar ambient music like this kind of like weird phase of ambient here i'll play a little bit here (laughs) it sounds like you're in 2001 a space odyssey um i actually love this kind of stuff but i can get people not really thinking that and then you have stars of the lid which really pushed the oh i zoomed in there pushed the uh genre forward with a much lighter uh relaxed kind of like elevator musicy feel like you could hear this playing at von mauer something or von moore i don't know how it's pronounced jc penny uh <laughs> carson's bergner's i really love this kind of stuff where it is orchestral heavy but again the, the idea of like a synthesizer 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 being part of the background and being like this um consuming electronic thing it's uh it's cool i, I really enjoy this And then this is probably the most significant one for me the one that really got me into ambient music um and really kind of changed the way i think of music in general it's called the disintegration loops um and there are several disintegration loops but this was the original one from william basinski and it's um it's this tape it's it's a little more experimental which shows like how uh the different ways ambient music can be employed and the different meanings it can take. So William Basinski found this uh it was a magnetic tape that had this one sound that he was playing with, and something happened to the tape. I got it malfunctioned or like a magnet ruined. I'm trying to remember what it was. I don't remember the whole story. I guess I could have looked it up before I started this video. But basically it caused this tape to repeat the same sound over and over. And over the course of this album, you listen to this the sound on this tape disintegrate. And it just kind of like, you hear the sounds like falling away. And it's cool because over the course of the album, this full sound you hear at the beginning becomes like this mush by the end. And it really opens up the different ways like one piece of music can sound and all the different forms it could take and it really gives life to it. And he put the music to... The um, he, he lived, he was on the rooftop of a building uh, the morning that the World Trade Centers went down. And so he set the music to smoke billowing away from the World Trade Centers. And it becomes this meditation on, you know, the passing of time and destruction and things slowly fading away. It becomes very philosophical. Uh, this is my hippy dippy stuff, by the way, that I really get into, but you listen to it a little bit here, so you can hear like this one sound, you can already hear it starting to fade away a little, and we'll skip ahead a little. You could hear like a little bit of clicking, like it's, it's really starting to disappear. Yeah. And the music's going with time. You know, the the daylight is fading as the smoke from the World Trade Center continues to go across the city. You could really start to fade- hear it fading away there. Yeah, you can see it's like barely even there anymore. And then towards the end, if it'll load. well that might sound really boring in the moment um to me listening to that over the course of 50 minutes is i mean it was life-changing for me it was what really changed my idea of what music could be uh, as somebody who was a huge kanye fan and put a lot of stake in lyrics and lyrics really guiding a song this really opened my eyes to like the power music can have about the passing of time and the changing of things and I don't know. It just really opened my eyes. And a lot of the big artists today are people like grouper, who's really great and uses music lyrics in her music. You can hear her, her vocals like buried in the background. Um, can you hear it in this part? Yeah, you can hear her there. I really, I love grouper. I love stuff like this. And this is very like celestial and like, it's cool. Um, and then this is the other big one the the real reason i i i got excited about AB music again is that kanye posted an instagram photo from the movie the uh, ravishing of frankenstein the R- rapture of frankenstein can't remember the name of it i saw that movie that it's like a short animated film i remember watching it way back when when i was in a art house animation phase god i'm revealing how big of a nerd i am in this video um and it's a movie all about like consciousness and uh, Frankenstein fo- fully coming into his being and realizing his place in the world and how he's viewed. Uh, that the very idea of that movie and its tone and its and the story it's it's exploring is basically the idea of ambient music. And so 10 Tricks Point Never, who is one of the biggest ambient artists today, uh, used an image from that movie. In his as an album cover for him, he he colorized it a little bit. I think it's not exactly the same kind of image, um but that's what it's alluding to is that movie. And then we saw Kanye. Actually, let me pull it up. Kanye Instagram posted that to his Instagram, as you can see here. This is from the actual movie. So now Kanye is either directly referencing this movie or one Tricks point never who, like I said, is one of the biggest ambient artists today. Um, you could find his music in movies like good time and uncut gems directed by Ben and Joshua Safdie. I said, I said Peter and Joshua Safdie yesterday, the other day, and I felt really stupid about that. <laughs> uh, they're two of my favorite directors working today and uh, they employed 106.0, Tricks, Point Never. I think his name's Daniel Lopatin, the the guy behind that, to do the scores for those movies, and his music really captures the idea of ambient music. Like it's something that kind of rests over the characters. Like they don't really need to be speaking for you to understand what's going on inside their heads. It's really pushing the grounds of filmmaking, I think. Uh, so we can listen to a little bit of this album that Kanye might have been referring to on his Instagram feed. Uh, It's probably his most critically heralded album called R Plus 7. It's cool. Here, let's go back a little. So yeah, you know, just like typical ambient stuff, like low murmuring choir synthesizer. Uh, But he goes to really cool places with his music that I'm really excited about, that I think is more Kanye-esque, where Kanye like really plays of sound. And actually, let me go back a little. Oh yeah, this is cool. So you could hear the transition here. Actually, I should have started here. This is how the album opens, which is epic. So yeah, you know, typical, like low humming. And then like this comes in and it really has like a movie score, you know? And this kind of reminds me of what Kanye has been doing where there are songs like, you know, the Shakari Richardson commercial, we hear the, I can't play it, but No Child Left Behind really, really employs an ambient sound. Uh, like it's something like just that completely consumes the soundscape. Like there is no empty space. Like we're used to a, with a lot of hip hop music, but a lot of Condi's music. Like if you think of Jesus, there's so much empty space, so much of stripped back. That's so minimalist in a way that's more like removing sound, which was the Rick Rubin way of approaching albums. This is also kind of, I guess I wouldn't call it minimalist. It's minimalist in the way that there aren't a lot of instruments at play. But it is minimalist in the sense that like, it's really steeping in one sound, which is, I think, new territory for Kanye. And as August Major alluded to, and this not alluded to, said on Twitter, it's something he's been doing for a bit with songs like Hands On, Water, and Violent Crimes. Uh, you can really hear it on Remote Control, which I think this is a big reason I really loved this song and Chris didn't really like it at the listening party, is that he really He's, he's a guy who really focuses on lyrics and finds a lot, most of the meaning of songs through lyrics, which I think makes sense. Cause he's a, he's a poet and a writer and he understands lyrics. I think better than I do, like off the cuff, he can read something and like totally understand it and can explain it. It's, it's incredible. I'm more of a musical guy and I like to listen to something first and let it consume me and point me in the direction first, before I look at the lyrics. And to me, it becomes the guiding force for the lyrics. Um, You can really hear it in that song. And Lord, I Need You uh, is another great one if you want to hear more of what I'm talking about. So yeah, so what does all of that mean? I I think this becomes um, a way to understand the direction Connie's heading, especially thinking about the fact that thinking about violent crimes and how Kanye had already started to move towards ambient music a little bit um, and how that song is about self-reflection and thinking about the future and Connie tr- starting to get in much more peaceful mode um, then shifting into Jesus as King which is a, an album all about his reconnection with God and getting back to this version of himself that used to be in tune with God who who was a good Christian who lived his life according to a certain mantra um, and allowing that to guide the way he lives and thinks and speaks um, and then now shifting into Donda where he really is at a crossroads where his family life is on the other side of him now as in he's not going to be married to Kim everymo- anymore. He isn't going to come home to a wife and, and children every day like is typical of somebody who's married. He's He's got to rethink his life a little bit and he's doing that via Donda. He's channeling Donda. And he's really thinking about what she taught him. And I said teach yesterday. And now I'm saying taught for all the people who commented on it. <laughs> he's thinking about what she taught him. And um, and f- having this really self-introspective stuff, uh, this kind of music where he's like really thinking about his place in the world and where he goes from here and the kind of person he presents to everyone and the kind of person he becomes as he shifts away from Kim, but still wants to be a great father and wants to be a friend of the mother to his children and wants to be a good Christian, like wants to carry out the word of God. It's, you could see all this like colliding at once. And it really does remind me of the places I was in when I was listening to ambient music and why this music really spoke to me and why it was very important to my growth. So I can see all of that happening here and I can understand why the soundscape of Kanye's music is, music is heading this direction. And I'm just so excited for it. I think it's so incredible to see one of the biggest hip hop legends ever like grasping onto a sound like this and making it such a central part of their album, especially an album that is probably more important to Kanye than any album so far, You know, an album for Donda. Something he hasn't really done since the passing of Donna, like a whole album dedicated to her and a lot of music like focused on her. And then in turn, what she that what she taught Kanye and how he can carry forward her legacy. You can see all that happening at once. And I just think that's incredible. Uh, So I would encourage people to go listen to some ambient music. Maybe it's not for you. You could quickly discover that. But I think I'm going to be listening to a lot of it in anticipation of Donda and getting in that headspace and, and being ready for that aspect of of Donda. Okay, that's it. Uh, that was my little nerdy 15 or so minutes. How, oh my God, I've been talking for 25 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I did not know that. Uh, God, I don't know. I'm just so excited to talk about ambient music, which is one of the lamest things I've ever said, but um yeah that's uh that's it for today if you want any recommendations um what you could do is go to you go to my rate your music page you can just go to rate your music for any of your music needs um and you can search for like the top rated ambient albums um, or you can go to my page my page what's the name of my cards os01 it's this old screen name i i made when i was in junior high and i've kept it my entire life, um, but you can go down to my music and you could search by genre, and you could search ambient and you could see everything I've ever rated and I have a lot of like wish list items there. As you see, there's a lot of pages so I've listened to a lot of ambient music and you can see all the stuff I like. Uh, you're looking for someone to point you in the right direction, um, but yeah, that's it for today. Thanks for watching. Uh, if you liked this video somehow, uh- <laughs> <laughs> please like and subscribe our ch- or subscribe to the channel and like the video and comment please uh comment about ambient music if you're a fan and i'll talk your ear off about it um and then uh please listen to our podcast watching the throne where we go line by line through all of kanye's songs soon we will be starting in on Donda, and i'm really excited about that as you can tell from my ambient music talk okay uh stay wavy and cheers
0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.